Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Edmonton was high on my list. Um, they got a lot of skill up front, and I think they have a great future ahead. I still don't have a Stanley Cup, so I think joining this team is, is pretty exciting uh, when I look at the potential that the lineup has. My decision was uh, pretty easy, obviously, with those high-caliber players they have on their roster, and just being in the hockey city uh, made my decision really easy. This is Ryan Eugene Hopkins. This is Oscar Plus. This is Milan This is Cam Talbot. This is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers. This is Oil Country. And this is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America wide. Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. Now, Bob Stoffer on the official radio station of your Edmonton Oilers, 630 Shed. This is Oilers Now. Bob Stoffer joining you from Anaheim, California, Costa Mesa to be particular. Coming up on Oilers Now. What a whirlwind week it has been. Oilers Now is brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. Trusted by 630 Chad. Visit their new e-commerce site. Order supplies, printers, and more at digitex.ca. Three games in the last four days, in the last five days, the Edmonton Oilers have made a trade. They've played the three games, had a couple of emotional encounters, fired a head coach, uh, brought back uh, an Edmonton favorite son, uh, not brought back, but brought in an Edmonton favorite son to coach the team and pull off a victory last night in San Jose, California. Special thanks at this time to Brendan Escott and Reed Wilkins over the course of the last two days. Of course, uh, Monday we flew to uh, San Jose during Oilers Now, and uh, yesterday just because uh, we wanted to hear from you so much uh, on a day in which uh, there was trade activity and multiple opportunities with the general manager and the new head coach, Ken Hitchcock. Uh, we had Reed step in and did a terrific job with Brennan. So thank you on that front to uh, both those guys. Hope you're having a stellar uh, Wednesday. It is a CBA mandated off day for the Edmonton Oilers. The Anaheim Ducks, by the way, uh, host the Vancouver Canucks. Uh, tonight, tomorrow, the Oilers will practice at the Honda Center Friday afternoon an encounter against Anaheim, who are currently healthy up front, finally, but do not have uh, Cam Fowler or Hampus Lindholm on defense. Coming up on today's show, we'll recap the moves yesterday that included Todd McClellan being relieved of his duties as head coach and Ken Hitchcock being brought in. We'll do a full audio recap of last night's uh, Oilers victory with some thoughts from some of the players and Ken Hitchcock as well. 
Uh, and then uh, we'll have some additional thoughts on uh, some of the moves that transpired during the course of that game. At 12.35 today, from NHL Hockey and Rogers Hockey Night in Canada, Craig Simpson. At 105, we will replay a one-on-one interview we had with Edmonton Oilers General Manager Peter Shirelli. That took place uh, prior to last night's Oilers game against the San Jose Sharks. At 135 today, an update from the farm from Bakersfield, Jay Woodcroft. We will tell you, here's how you can reach us. On our Oilers now, hotline 780-496-0063. They got the uh, Matchett Super Bingo at the River Creek Resort Casino. That's going to take place Saturday, November the 24th, with over $90,000 in guaranteed cash to be won. For details, visit rivercreekresort.com. You can text us at 630-630 on our Heartland Ford text line, not your small-town dealership with a huge new state-of-the-art facility experience the difference of Heartland Ford. We're on Twitter, at Oilers Now. You can tweet me personally, Bob underscore Stoffer, and tweet Brendan at Brendan S. Scott. Friday, uh, as uh, Edmonton flew to uh, Calgary, uh, Ryan Storm practiced during the day, and then subsequently, as he was packing, was sent packing uh, to the New York Rangers for Ryan Spooner. Often uh, a precursor of things to come if uh, things don't happen for a hockey team. Edmonton played pretty good for about 35 minutes in Calgary. Flames right now, I'd argue, deeper hockey club, and they showed it, and the orders wilted uh, against the Flames and lost 4-2. Despite a decent performance from Miko Koskinen, and David Riddick was uh, better, obviously stopping three breakaways in that game. Sunday, uh, after the team uh, had to switch planes, uh, and that cost us two hours in Calgary after the game, um, Sunday, Edmonton took on Vegas, uh, gave up a, an egregious shorthanded goal, 2-2, and it sucked the life out of the team with Cam Talbot in goal. The Oilers got blown out by the Vegas Golden Knights, who went into that game one of the three of the lowest five-scoring teams in the NHL. And so at that stage, Edmonton had lost six of seven games. We flew to uh, San Jose Monday with Todd McClellan on the plane, and... Um, well, we all know what's happened since. As we take a look at our Oilers Now audio vault for direct workwear, for product knowledge, compliance, great pricing, and innovation, directworkwear.com, an Edmonton-based company. Yesterday morning, uh, Darren Drager from TSN initially reported about five minutes later, the Oilers put it out. Uh, Edmonton had uh, replaced Todd McClellan with Ken Hitchcock. Peter Shirelli spoke on why firing McClellan and hiring Hitchcock made sense. To get an existing head coach, uh, currently working as a head coach right now is next to impossible. If not, it is impossible. So, um, yes, the, the availability, the, uh, the, um, the, the, the resume and the timing, yes, that all, all fit in. The reversion to, to, I guess, recurring themes is what I call them, um, like the D-zone coverage and some of the lack of compete, um, that was pretty consistent. The swings, the, the, the broad swings within games, uh, to me, again, this isn't an indictment on, on Todd. It's just when I see them um, after having a really strong stretch, um, the antenna goes up, and, and that's, that's, that's what happened. Peter Shirelli, the Oilers' president and general manager of hockey operations in the fourth year of the organization, said it was his decision. Certainly, as a, you, you speak as a group, but this was my decision. But uh, you know, it, you, 
As a, when you're a manager, you speak to those people around you and, and you, you gather opinions, but this was my decision. And Shirelli then added uh, a comment on whether or not uh, the roster in its current configuration is good enough. But yeah, I, I feel it's good enough. I mean, there's obviously areas to improve, but I think with it in this league and with the parity in this league, uh, uh, the margins are very thin. So um, I, I feel that you know when we get all our players back and whether they're players that are injured and players that uh, uh, may be in the minors and, and when our goalies get up and running, I feel, I feel we are good enough, yes. All right. So uh, let's cut to the chase here. Uh, for everybody out there uh, listening to the show right now, uh, you've all worked in different environments, a lot of you, and I think you know um, uh, sometimes difficult decisions get made in business. That is uh, the nature of it, uh, and especially in a high-profile industry like the National Hockey League and what the hockey team means to a market like Edmonton. Uh, Todd McClellan is a terrific person. He is a good coach. He uh, you know, got the team to a 47-win, 103-point season. Uh, the complexion of the team changed from when he was first hired to uh, where this group is at right now. Uh, so you know, on a, on a personal level. And again, I, I just want you to think about something here. Imagine if you see somebody every day for nine months of the year and the energy level is positive and supportive and that individual cares about you and cares about a wide uh, spectrum of, uh, of people in a variety of roles and treats those people well, okay? So it it, it was a very difficult and emotional day because at the end of the day, everybody knows McClellan's a good coach and he's a better person. So that end of it is hard. And uh, a 9, 10, and 1 season in this day and age in the NFL or in the NHL, uh, you're sitting there looking at uh, thanks, U.S. Thanksgiving and you got to, you know what, or get off the pot with your hockey club. So frankly, I was a little surprised that the move got made as quickly as it did. But I will tell you that I was concerned that the team, uh, if they didn't turn it around on this trip, that the inevitable was going to happen. So uh, will Todd McClellan be an NHL head coach again? If he wants to. But I cannot reiterate the point to you more. He understood Edmonton. He cared about Edmonton. He volunteered extra time for Edmonton. He was good for the Edmonton market. And, uh, and he's a good guy. And this is not the easiest situation for any coach to deal with. The Oilers have a unique management structure. There's uh, several voices. And uh, I'm in year 11. I'm doing color for the hockey team. And the Oilers have had eight head coaches during that stretch. We've gone from Craig McTavish, who in fairness, uh, Kevin Lowe and Craig McTavish were a tandem really from 2000 until 2000. And uh, I say 2009 because Steve Tambellini's first year, uh, you know, Kevin Lowe was still uh, a, a very important part of the well, a management team uh, above Tammy. So the Oilers had some consistency in that position for a number of years, that tandem of GM and head coach. But think about it. Uh, McTavish stepped down. I know it, it, it was Basically, Steve Tambellini said he made a decision to fire him. That was Craig McTavish's decision to step down at that time. Uh, Pat Quinn came in for a year. If you were around Pat Quinn on a day-to-day basis, you'd realize that something wasn't right with him. And we later found out that he was probably already sick at that stage. Uh, 
Tom Rennie came in for two years and needed a contract extension, the decision was made not to uh, do the extension. So now we're at three head coaches. And we uh, uh, bring in Ralph Kruger, or promote Ralph Kruger, who is a terrific positive energy guy who, I'll be honest with you, I wasn't sold on initially and was completely wrong on his personality and how he dealt with things. And he was a good coach and he shouldn't have been fired when he was. And uh, and that was a mistake. Dallas Akins is going to get an opportunity to coach again in the NHL. Coach for a year and a half was following a plan that uh, was laid out to him by Craig McTavish and Scott Housen, uh, and it backfired a bit. So let's see, we've gone McTavish, then we go to uh, Quinn, then we go to Rennie, then we go to Kruger, then we go to... Uh, uh, Dallas Akins, Craig Metavish, interim coach. Technically, that would be six. Uh, but for the lack of a better term, we go to Todd Nelson. Todd did a fine job in the back half of the year, and I think Todd Nelson can coach in the NHL. He's a player's coach. But the guy that had the greatest success, in my mind, uh, was Todd McClellan, at least during the tenure that I've done the games. And uh, did he get the most out of this roster? I guess time will tell. But I, I just want to reiterate, he was a terrific person to deal with. Uh, and I think most of you got that and understood that. And there were challenges. And in terms of the roster configuration, Peter Shirelli uh, accepted responsibility for uh, the plight of the Oilers. And, I mean, there are... I've had players from opposition teams text me and say, you know, if you hadn't traded Hall, you would have beat us in the second round of the playoffs. And I know a lot of you out there feel that way as well. So, um, you know what, Peter recognized that part of the makeup of the roster is it's currently configured. Uh, this wasn't all on Todd McClellan. Now, if you're going to make a change, if you're going to make a change, um, I don't think you could find a better guy in a short-term scenario, a guy who commits to coming in on a short-term scenario, than a guy who understands the Edmonton market, and Ken Hitchcock certainly does. A guy who's always wanted to coach the Edmonton Oilers, and Ken Hitchcock always has. A guy that has history with the Oilers organization, with people at various different levels, be it Bob Nicholson, Kevin Lowe, Wayne Gretzky, Peter Shirelli, uh, and, and, and then even in terms of knowing the assistants, you know, knowing Glenn Gullitson and knowing Manny Viveros from his days in the Western Hockey League and his days involved with Hockey Canada. So, uh, you know, and then also, when you further factor in that Ken Hitchcock did fix the St. Louis Blues a few years ago, ended up being coach of the year that year. Uh, the great myth about Ken Hitchcock is that he's a defensive coach. That is not true. He is a coach that puts a defensive structure in process, but uh, as somebody who played against the Sherwood Park chain in the very first midget AAA game in the province of Alberta's history back in 1982, allow me to suggest to you he is an offensive coach. He has a way to handle uh, teams, but he has to do certain things to get the Oilers going. Ken Hitchcock addressed that prior to yesterday's game by saying this on how to fix the Edmonton Oilers. Well, I know what is wrong, um, but it's not going to get fixed overnight. Um, I've been through this once before, and I, I'm going to help it along, but uh, it's not going to change overnight. But we can start taking some steps. I, 
I've got to sell them at my best. I've got to be good at players have to buy. I, I, I told the players today I can take them to a place uh, personally that they can't get to themselves, but they got to buy into that, and it's not going to be comfortable at times. But if we want to expect, if we expect to win hockey games, we're not going to do it on talent. We're, we're going to really have to develop an atmosphere where we're 100% locked in playing for each other and not with each other. And there's a big difference in those two words. And and we've got to get to that atmosphere as quickly as we can. And like I said, it is not going to happen overnight, but but I think there's some good kids in there and there's some good people, and I think we can make this goal. All right. So uh, and I, I know, hey, first returns are good. And speaking of first returns, when we come back in Oilers Now, we're going to continue with our Oilers Now Audio Vault. We'll have an audio recap of last night's game and some thoughts from some of the participants. This is Oilers Now. Please support 630 Chad Santa's Anonymous and make sure every kid has a Christmas. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 1224 in Edmonton, the Oilers Now Audio Vault brought to you by Direct Workwear. We talked about the change. Let's get to Jack's call and the Oilers' victory last night over San Jose. The Edmonton Oilers officially begin the Ken Hitchcock era. This is Pavelski wins a draw, rebound, score. Shot from the point by Burns is pumped home by Jonas Donskoy, and San Jose has scored 45 seconds into the hockey game. Decent save from Koskinen, but a net front presence on the rebound. The Oilers lost Jonas Donskoy, and he had a wide open look. One nothing, San Jose. What a pace for this game! Threw it down low, did what? Score! Connor McDavid set up by Dreisaitl. And Edmonton's tied the game. Threw it back behind the net. Joe Thornton centering pass. Thornton, one-timer score. 2-1 San Jose. Brodziak, who has an angle to the net. Centers, wrist shot, score! Ryan Nugent Hopkins. Logan Couture glides in to the net. Wrist shot, score! Top right corner. Center ice, right to left. Beautiful pass. In front, tipped home by Kajula from McDavid. And this game is tied for a third time tonight. Wade dishes. McDavid, backhander. No, he didn't pull the trigger. Now feeds it in front. Deflected home by Dreisaitl. And this game is over. They're going to check. 51 seconds into the extra session. Edmonton 4, San Jose 3 in overtime. So the Edmonton Oilers improved to 10-10-1. They're one point out of a playoff spot. They're right there. Here's Ken Hitchcock on his assessment of uh, the Oilers group. I like the part I like is that they don't they really have embraced what you know, I told them I would I would coach them hard and they've really embraced that and and I think that's the thing I enjoyed the most is that when I said to a, a person you need to change this is what we need to see with this went out and did it and that's why we got better and better in the third period and and uh, as the game wore on and I, I that's the part I like but they they have a lot of fun and uh, they're a loud group and that's a good thing. Connor McDavid the Oilers captain goal and two assists last night said this on Hitchcock's message. Uh, you know, he's obviously a veteran coach. He's, you know, this isn't his first time going through something like this. So, you know, he knows what to, what to do and what to say. And, um, you know, I thought he came in and, you know, said exactly what we needed to hear and didn't, uh, didn't try to do too much and um, you know, worked out. Leon Dreisaitl added these comments on adjusting to a new coach. 
Well, it's obviously a, a new voice, and uh, you know, there's lots going on uh, that day. You know, a lot of meetings, getting to know uh, the new coach, and uh, it's my first time too, like you said. Um, but you know, we didn't try to um, you know make too big big of a deal out of this. Um, you know, it's a new coach coming in. Um, he's going to try and get us to 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 play the right way and, and win as many games as we can. And um, you know, tonight was a good start, I thought. All right, that's Leon Dreisaitl. All right, so here's some thoughts. Uh, first of all, Koskinen battled all game. Uh, the Oilers blew an assignment on the first goal less than a minute in. Um, Matt Benning had a tough night and uh, dropped his stick about four times during the game, and one of the times was in the corner. That gave the time and space for a rip job home from Sorensen to make it a 2-1 game. Uh, but Koskinen, you know, stayed with it. Uh, Oscar Clefbaum and Adam Larson each made a mistake on the third goal, and, and it was a heck of a shot by a guy that scored 34 last year, Logan Couture. But Koskinen and the team battle that came back from three one-goal deficits. Uh, McDavid and Dry settle three points each. And again, the mythology about Ken Hitchcock is he's a defense-only coach. That's not true. Uh, he's hard. There's no question. Uh, he took Cooper Marody right out of the rotation in third period. The guy only played five minutes. Slid in McDavid and Nugent Hopkins uh, with Kara and uh, and Ratty on that line. Uh, I got a text from a former NHL player before the game last night saying, watch Hitch uh, maybe play Lucic with Gassi. That's exactly what he did. He says he likes having a big, heavy line. And I thought that line was very effective as well, uh, centered by Kyle Brodziak. So early returns are good. Hitch gets a practice in with the team tomorrow. Today's a CBA-mandated off-day orders in Anaheim on Friday. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. And when we come back in orders now, uh, a guy that uh, coached against Hitch uh, and is, uh, knows him quite well, Craig Simpson from NHL Hockey and Rogers and Hockey in Canada. From Anaheim, California, this is Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.